Welcome to Silver Screen Previews, and uh, this is, what, April 29th. Can you believe that? 2022. Uh, we welcome you all across the live Instagram Live platform on the Silver Screen Previews podcast as well. You can join us there on uh, Spotify and on Buzzsprout. I'm your host, Rob Martin, and I uh, don't belong to a cult, and I refuse to install uh, Alexa in my home, just so guys let you know. Uh, on the other side of the aisle, we welcome first-time co-host... And it is her birthday. Let's please welcome to the show, Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. Welcome aboard and happy birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And uh, Liv, we're talking about Memory. That's the latest film from uh, Liam Neeson. It's rated R. It's an action thriller uh, in theaters now on a wide release basis. And it's directed by the great Martin Campbell. Stars uh, Liam Neeson, as I just mentioned. Guy Pierce and Monica Bellucci. An assassin for hire finds that he's become a target after he refuses to complete a job for a dangerous criminal organization. Now, Charlotte, we've seen a ton of of these kind of films from Liam Neeson, obviously within the past fifteen years. What is your opinion? Yeah, what is your what is your opinion on that style of filmmaking? Well, obviously, he's found his niche there. Um, he knows what he's good at. He keeps doing what he's good at. So, I love him as a person. And I think a lot of people do. And a lot of people go in knowing what to expect, knowing what they're going to get from him, and they love it. And it feels good, and it's comforting. And um, I get it. I do. But <laughs> at this point in time, I wonder, you know, how long? How long can he be that tough guy? Yeah. How long can he keep up the energy? Uh-huh. And then it kind of rolls into the thought of, like, kind of the godfather. Can he, can, can he do that? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Well, look, he's he, the way he is continuing along with this type of, of role where nobody gets in his way. They just know that he brings, you know, fannies into the seats and he's got a niche for this kind of, of, of film. I think, you know, it's a lot of power to him and a lot of respect from many directors because of the way he brings the action or the sort of, sort of style of action that he's done with the Taken films and any other films that he's done. And there's nothing different from that here in memory. You see him in the poster. I mean, that's what he's going to do. He's going to shoot you if you're one of the bad guys. He's very good at it. He's yeah. very consistent. His no, without a doubt. Look, and Liam Neeson, you know, he can only go so far, you know, with this kind of role. Maybe this is the wake-up call for him because he's got great casting as far as uh, Guy Pierce and a great director in Martin Campbell. But I think he just needs to stop doing the character. Enough is enough. I have to draw the line somewhere as a movie critic because the script here is so weak. It's so predictable with the results that it gives. It really becomes very sad. It's a lot of... It's a, well, look, action movies are great. Just have a new angle to it. I don't know. Give them, a, give them an eye patch. Uh, give them only 12 bullets to shoot. Use rustic weapons. Please help me out here. Uh, what do you think, Charlotte? They tried. They tried introducing it in the angle of, well, maybe he doesn't quite remember or know what's going on. So it added a bit of mystery to it, intrigue. Um... I, I do agree that there's only so far this can run. Perhaps maybe he needs to be, like I mentioned before, the godfather behind the desk running the show after that. Because there's only so many times he can run around being that action thriller. Because yeah. you think at his age, and I think about even my age, I'm just like, oh, man, I can't even bend over to get that without pulling oh. muscle. <laughs> oh, come on. You're not even, like, 30. <laughs> come on, give me a break here, Charlotte. I am 39 today. Oh, wow. You have amazing, okay. amazing genes. I give you that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> look. You. 
You're welcome. Look, there's nothing really original here. There's a lot of horrid editing that really dilutes the film in its entirety. There's two storylines here. You got the Guy Pierce storyline. You have his storyline. They have no real common sense unison in the end. And the other actors are garbage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Nostalgia, the love. And then mm-hmm. I haven't started talking about Guy Pierce yet. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I fell in love with him during the Count of Monte Cristo. I just, uh-huh. I, you know, Fernand. I, you see, you know. <laughs> He's a good-looking cat. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> he was. He was my guy. And I'm just like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Jim Caviezel, you know, he's good. <laughs> uh, obviously, Jim Caviezel, Passion of the Christ. I mean, there's that second to none. But Guy Pearce is just so compelling. And, I, again, it's just, I guess, favoritism. I, yes. I got to be honest. But I think a lot of people feel that way. And then, you know, yeah. you want to go out with family, and it's comforting, and you know what to expect, and there's nothing too too out there. No. So, uh, for me, you know, I was, I was entertained. You were pleasant. I gave this film a thumbs down uh, based on everything that I just explained. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sorry. You have valid reasons. You have yeah. valid reasons. But yeah. from uh, the layperson's point of view, I'm going to see my favorite people, you know? Like, That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. The favorite person. The favorite actor who is going to make sure that you get what you want. Is that what it is? But they're capitalizing on that. They know. They know there's a million of me out there. Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. That's who they're marketing to. And, and you know, congratulations. <laughs> Is it the, okay, because you say the person. You kind of, uh, maybe a relatable actor in that kind of genre would be Harrison Ford. Because he did a whole bunch of these action films as well oh, in the 90s and early Indiana 2000s. Jones. Everybody loves Indiana Jones. Yeah. Who doesn't love Indiana Jones? You're going to see Indiana Jones. Do you really care about the script? I don't know. Not so much with him. <laughs> I mean, okay, so for uh, I gave it a thumbs down. And on your end, was there anything else that, that brought you to liking or disliking this film? Talk to me. Oh, if you want to be honest about the script, I, I'm just in it because of the nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> the nostalgia. All right, so give us your verdict, please. Your, a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Oh, for me, it's a thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up, okay. All right, very good. Okay, so that's great. I disagree with you. But I respect your decision because we're here to disagree. That's the way it is. It's either one or the other. So, yeah, there is no in-betweens here. No, it's completely predictable. Are you yeah. wanting to do that? Are you walking in knowing that? Then more mm-hmm. power to you. All right, let's move on. Our next film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is Hatching. It's a horror film. Yes, as you would suspect, it's rated R. And directed by uh, Hannah Bergholm. This is in theaters now on a limited release basis. And out on VOD on May 17th. Stars uh, Siri Solalina, Solalina, yeah. Sophia Heiklila, I love these names. Jenny Volanen. <laughs> and uh, let's see, a, a young gymnast who tries desperately to please her demanding mother discovers a strange egg. All right, I guess this is a, uh, a part of the film trailer to Hatching. Oh, so cute when you have to tuck in the little monster, huh? This one, it blew me away in the way they crafted the creature and the effects. There's so much blood and gore here that people will be repulsed. Some people will be like, wow. I don't think anybody would leave this this viewing of this film <laughs> on a bad basis because it's so different. It's so interesting and it's so horrific. It's basically a story about an abusive mother who's abusive to her daughter and her husband. There's a lot of well-done creative horror film tricks here and elements that, that bring back memories of E.T. and Black Swan to a certain extent. There's a lot of interesting messaging that works inside the movie as, it, as you from, uh, go from the first act to the second act and sets up the 
incredible third act. The creature itself is horrifying. Uh, there's lovely cinematography here. You can just tell. Uh, I don't know about foreign films, but this one is really up there as far as how it's shot. Great editing. Uh, incredible ending, as I just mentioned. And tons of blood and squirts and gores and all that good stuff. Look, Charlotte, body horror is a form of art. And that's what this is. This is body horror. Uh, some people like it. Some people are repulsed by it. I am a fan of it, by the way. And I give this film a thumbs up. What would you do uh, as far as this this film, Hatching, goes? So, I have mixed feelings. One, ah. yes, I think it's, it's highly interesting. But it immediately brings me to Pod People, the invasion of the body snatchers. Ah, That's okay. what comes to mind, based on Very just good. even the trailer alone. And then the close-up of the monster... I'm not going to lie, it brought me to the Muppets from the Labyrinth. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes a little mystery is better because everywhere else there is mystery. And in that, that reveal of sometimes the monsters you make up in your own mind are much scarier than anything someone could put in front of you. Oh, true. But yes, I I do agree with the Black Swan comparison. Absolutely. Uh, The structure how much pressure is put on the main character. But yeah, you know, it just... Uh, first of all, I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up. Ah, okay. I agree with audience. I agree with critics. Uh, although, I am a hypercritical person. So if I see some little niches in the armor, I'm going to point them out. Because, one, I don't have that emotional attachment to these people. <laughs> I, I don't have that familiarity. And so I expect more. And I expect more mystery. And I, I critique it and like just look a little bit deeper. Like, oh, maybe they could have done it here, 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 and here. But um, but overall, obviously, I am giving it a thumbs up. I just wish I hadn't seen that Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Muppet's fault. <laughs> because they go so well into the special effects in other ways. And it's like, why did you give me a Muppet? It takes time. <laughs> All right, so both thumbs up on the movie Hatching. That's in theaters now on a limited release basis. And on May 17th, it'll be on streaming services. So check that out. All right, very good. A positive review. Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is Unplugging. And Unplugging is a comedy, and it's rated R, directed by uh, Deborah Neal Fisher. In theaters now on a limited release basis. Uh, it has been for the past week. And it's also now on Apple TV. Stars Eva Longoria, Matt Walsh, Leah Thompson, and Keith David. To revive their marriage and reconnect, a couple takes a self-prescribed digital detox weekend to a remote mountain town. And this, I think, is a, a clip from, uh, or the trailer from Unplugging with Matt Walsh and Eva Longoria. You have to go away. All right, so that's unplugging. Uh, hilarious moment there. We're in the, in the convenience store. Charlotte, I'll come to you first on this one. What was your uh, take on this comedy? I pulled so many notes from this because, um, to sum it up, I am never going to get that hour and a half of my life back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love Eva Longoria. Oh, I sure Desperate Housewives. Nobody's a bad actor. It's just not believable. They are not a believable married couple in any sense of anything. The, the daughter is a believable relationship. Uh, him and his mom's a believable relationship. But the two of them combined have absolutely zero chemistry. And it makes it difficult to, to watch it, to, to engage, to care. And then there's a heightened sense of anxiety uh, when watching it because you just expect more from adults the incompetency is Mm. infuriating I I really couldn't get past it 
Really? And, uh, yes. And so I even <laughs> so, so people's uh, reviews uh, themselves, like the commentary. And yeah. I, I just I'm looking at it and. There's, there's just nothing positive. Uh, I'm like, I can't be the only one that feels this way. And I'm not. Right. <laughs> I'm not. Um, and so I was looking for redeeming qualities at all, like like remotely at all. Um, there, there is good cinematography. Uh, <laughs> the person behind the camera did what they were supposed to do. And I actually looked them up. <laughs> And his name is Federico Cantini. He's a cinematographer. And I like his about section because he's very candid. He says he's born and raised in Argentina. He says he's a failed soccer player, a failed engineer, a failed rock star, almost a million miller, and a cinematographer in Los Angeles. I like him. I like him as a human being. Uh, and I know that, you know, people get excited about being on projects and this dude did his job. <laughs> he did his job. I, I appreciate him. But when you look at the direction and the producing and the writing and the script, you know, uh, what is, is Matt Walsh? <laughs> he did it himself. When you write something and you put yourself in it, it really gives you um, not the correct mindset to be critical to right. make your craft better because you are so biased. And, um, you know, he has worked on other projects with um, Brad Morris written and produced by Brad Morris Acted main actor Matt Walsh written by Matt Walsh I think that really dilutes the quality and it, it definitely showed here uh, wow. thumbs down <laughs> alright there we go so a thumbs down not an encouraging oh two thumbs down well what can you say I'll tell you what Charlotte uh, on this one I agree with you Yes, and I'll tell you many reasons why. I'll keep it brief, as I usually do. Uh, if you're gonna really, if you're gonna go on a, on a digital detox, the way they subscribe or, or present it to the viewer here, actually leave your phones or, or let some, let one person of the two bring the phone. I would have let Matt Walsh bring his phone because even Longoria is just constantly time like she cannot. And on top of that, I've never seen somebody more annoying than Eva Longoria in a movie. She, I mean, we know her from from the the you know the, the, that show she used to do on ABC, the Housewives thing. Desperate Housewives. Yeah, Desperate Housewives. But here, she does not come through at all. She just comes through as a, as a whining uh, complainer, just uh, the most annoying person you could ever want as as a spouse. Unfortunately, Keith David, on the other hand, <laughs> brings yeah, comic relief. Yeah, I love I love the casting of Keith David because he brings his all to every single role that he does. And yes, yeah, yes, so yes, I don't awesome. yeah I don't blame him at all for this. And Leah Thompson's accent of, of a Southern woman That's is so convincing. No, no, it's so bad. I'm a Southern woman. I am from Texas. I'm sitting in Texas right now. I was watching that. I was like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she really tried. She brought back that uh, Red Dawn voice from the, from like when she was like seventeen years old. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to talk like this, you know, <laughs> just no, yeah. no, no. Look, in all, this is a good movie for psychoanalysis because you're talking about, uh, what do you call it, just 
you know, couples fighting, going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, many different bad things happened oh, on this trip, no. obviously with the, with the drones flying around, this government conspiracy, <laughs> shutting down the power in the area that they were around, so that's why they had no signal. But the bright spot was, at least the BJ scene was interesting. Or, you know, what do you think? Oh, no. I'm glad you brought that up, because there was no reason for this to be a radar movie. Uh, it was vulgar in areas that didn't make sense. It was like a just because, and sometimes it was vulgar in front of the child actor, yeah. and it was really off-putting for me. There you go. All right. Uh, and I didn't want to leave out the chicken. The chicken, I thought, was very important. <laughs> yeah. I love the chicken. I also love Lulu, the, uh, the the pet raccoon of Leah Thompson's character. That was very also uh, comical and a, a diversion away from all the crap that was going on in the middle of the film. So, yeah, all in all. All in all. No redeeming qualities for yes. me, except for the cinematographer. And on that end, I give this a thumbs down, as Charlotte does as well. Charlotte is the birthday girl today on this show, so we welcome her uh, making her debut on this program. All right, let's move on to our fourth and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews, The Avery. Now, The Avery is rated R. It's a thriller directed by two people, Chris Kaluri and Jennifer Raitt. It's in theaters now on a limited release basis, also on Voodoo, if you want to see it at home. It stars Malin Ackerman. Lorenza Izzo and Chris Messina. Two women flee into the New Mexican desert to escape the clutches of an insidious cult of all things. Uh, And on top of that, they have to escape many different mental obstacles, to say the least, in this film. This is called The Avery. I don't want to leave you here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's The Avery with uh, Malin Ackerman and Lorenza Izzo. Oh, wow. What can you say about this one? Talk to us, uh, Charlotte. What was your opinion on this? I mean, do you like watching only three or four actors <laughs> do a whole bunch of nothing? <laughs> wow, okay. Talk to me. Again, each of these actresses, um, both of them are, are good in their own regard. Um, there was a very convincing moment by the character Blair, um, and I believe that was played by, what is it, Lorenza Izzo? Yes. She had some really great acting moments, but it's like, how much do you have to work with? Again, the script was severely lacking. Uh, cinematography couldn't even be commented on because it's a freaking desert. Yes. I mean, how different can you make that look? You can't. Oh, God, they just, it, it was like one long monologue. And when, in certain instances, they were talking about different things that happened, it's like they could have just been reading a teleprompter. It wasn't believable. I, I wasn't involved. I had moments where I found myself staring off in space. Really? And I was like, at least I wasn't anxiety-ridden, like unplugging. I was just, it didn't have a, a lot of special effects to speak of. It just, God, I, I really don't have anything positive to say. Really? That? Wow. All right. Look. The Avery for me, I just... On the contrary, I did like this film. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you several reasons why. Uh, to uh, to be the contraire. Uh, even though you're going to have these moments, this is a film of who do you trust? Who do you trust? Do you trust your friend? Do you trust yourself? Because this is a story where they're running away from this cult guy. Uh, and they're apparently trying to run away and all of a sudden, they get to, like, two days hiking, and they end up in the same place where they were, you know, trapped, like, days ago, going around in a circle. <laughs> but it, how many times have you seen that in a ghost film? Like, they can't leave the property, they end up right back where they were. How overplayed is that idea? 
Yeah. Instead of a property where it's a haunting, it's like, okay, two women in the desert, same principle. That's true. No, look, I'll go back to Evil Dead, because Evil Dead, I guess, was kind of like the format film for that, where they're trying to escape through the car, they cross the bridge, and then they end up right back at the same cabin. There is no escape in this film. (laughs) The bad things are, how many times do we have to see somebody go into a house and say, hello? Is anybody here? I mean, for the, for crying out loud, Charlotte, how many times do you want to just chop off their heads there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, but let's do the same thing, but let's make us a little dirty and throw us out in the desert. And there's only two actors out there. What? <laughs> yeah, look. There's only so many things these people can say to each other before they're bored with each other. <laughs> I think the turning point in this one in uh, the Avery is when they discover that their uh, their map is chopped. They pull it out of a bag and it's kind of like chopped up and it's scribbled come home on it. And we don't know if it's the cult leader who did that, uh, Jillian, or the other girl, Blair. So we're trying to figure out like who is the evil character here in this? Why do we have to always see uh, the crazy colors whenever there's some kind of like poignant horror moment? Uh, with the RB, RGB lighting, like, you know, going from yellow to red to blue. I mean, the psychological stuff is okay, but this is, like, psychedelic, like, to the max. No, Charlotte? It was just so dry for me, so overdone. Like, <laughs> and, you know, I was looking at, uh, what is it, uh, Sagan Films? Um, yeah. I this. And I was looking at some of their other films, and there's some really good ones. Yeah. There's some with Liam Neeson. There's some good ones there. Yeah. Bruce Willis is in some of them. Yeah. Thank you. I- Reminded myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like, wait a second, what happened here? Yeah. What happened? You know, the what is it? The tomato meter gives it a fifty-four. How? How does this even get a fifty-four? Why? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Charlotte. I'll tell you why. Because I thought that this movie played with your mind. And if I don't know who is the real bad guy here, I like that. It draws me in. It makes me watch another five minutes, another 10 minutes, another 15 minutes. I thought having the therapist as the cult leader was uh, imaginative and creative, to, to the say the least. Because this will give guys ideas in the future. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even want to go there. You know what I'm saying, Charlotte? I don't know. Because, I, you know, I watched a movie um, recently. I think it was called The Manor. And, it, again, it was the staff. It was the people in charge that, you know ended up being the bad people yeah. and it's just like I, it, I can't I can't say anything positive I mean what was it filmed a little bit better than unplugging sure but god just <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Look, I, I, I love the twist at the ending, and for that, the, the the shocking surprise twist, I give it a thumbs up. I know you're you're I was like shocked. so predictable. Thumbs down. <laughs> we agree to disagree, and that's the name of the show: Silver Screen Previews, where we uh, have our own opinions and you know take them for what they're worth. All right. <laughs> Very good. All right, so we uh, have different opinions on that one. Let's move forward and let's do a quick recap of uh, this week's films on Silver Screen Previews. We started off with uh, Memory quickly. Uh, Charlotte, what was your opinion on uh, quickly on, on Memory? Thumbs up. <laughs> I liked it. I'd watch it. <laughs> Very good. I, on the contrary, did not like Memory. I thought, we're tired of seeing the same character. I've had enough. Do something else, Liam Neeson, please, because I think uh, other roles are calling for you. Just take them. Stop 
doing these movies. I'm tired. Uh, do what you love. Yeah, Devin, love. Devin is saying, dude is still making movies. Yes, he's still making movies, Devin. Yes, surprisingly. <laughs> Our next film was Hatching. Charlotte, tell us, talk to us about your opinion of Hatching. Another thumbs up. Two thumbs Definitely up. Definitely thumbs up, yes. But why? But why? But people want to know no, why. Why? Because it's thrilling. It's scary. It's involved and it's been a while since people have seen the pot people let's bring it back <laughs> okay excellent point there you go and i liked it because of the body horror aspect and the disgusting creature uh effects really worked well here uh definitely a thumbs up from my end as well on the next film unplugging charlotte no, <laughs> it's, just, no. it's so overdone it's so anxiety ridden there's so much incompetence are these people really adults why am i staring at this please <laughs> I agree with you on that one. I gave it a thumbs down. I couldn't stand the whining and complaining from Eva Longoria. I thought Matt Walsh was in over his head here. The only positives were Keith David and Leah Thompson, even with her fake Southern voice. So there you go. Thumbs down. <laughs> Un- okay. uh, unplugging. And our fourth and final film tonight was uh, The Avery. Uh, Charlotte? Thumbs down for me. It just really didn't do it. It was uh, predictable, repetitive. Uh, it's boring. Boring. Ah. Uh, on the Avery, uh, I liked it. Charlotte, so you thought it, was, uh, it wasn't good enough for you. It was drab. Drab. It was, unfortunately. All right. I liked it because of the twist ending and because of the fact that you had so much uh, different kind of stuff as far as makeup goes uh, in the end, in the payoff. That's what I was looking at. No? Didn't you see that at all? I just, it really, really did not do it for me. Um, I, I did not like the style of filming. I did not like the script. I, there were moments with excellent acting. There's nothing wrong with these individual actresses. I just really did not like this movie. You didn't like it at all. Okay. I liked it because of the twist ending and the fact that you had this cult leader guy uh, just coming out of nowhere and just stalking these girls subliminally and subconsciously throughout the entire film. All right, so that puts a wrap to this edition of Silver Screen Previews. But before we do so, Charlotte, please give us your social media coordinates, please. Oh, I'm Sunshine Charlotte with underscores on either side. (laughs) That's perfect. Excellent. All right, so a programming note, actually two programming notes. Uh, This Sunday, be sure to catch us at 4 p.m. Eastern time for uh, Silver Screen Classics. We'll be here with Sandra Barada, and uh, we'll preview, actually, no, we'll talk about five classic films. They're up on, they'll be up on this, uh, on the Instagram right after the show, so we'll put them up. And next week, join us with our brand new co-host, Jenny Bravada, as we'll be talking five new films, including the brand new Doctor Strange film right here on Silver Screen Previews. Until next Friday. On behalf of Charlotte, the birthday girl. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, until then, the aisle is closed. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you soon, right here on Silver Screen Previews.